How do you celebrate the Shifley and Hellebuck extensions in style? By taking a road trip to Calgary and hopefully coming out with a win for the very first game of the 2023-24 Winnipeg Jets season. We'll talk about all of that and how the fans are feeling about everything all on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so, of course, is always free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But more than anything, we love and appreciate your support. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Now, like I said, tomorrow uh, we're going to have the very first game of the 2023-24 Winnipeg Jets season. And who better to open the season than the team that I absolutely despise the most in the NHL somehow, the Calgary Flames. Everything that ever seems to come up with the Flames, it's always bad for the Jets. I don't know what it is with this team, but like they are a boogeyman that we somehow cannot shake. I don't know if it's like the injuries that we've suffered against Calgary, the really annoying playoffs, the fact that they seemingly try to target every single one of our heads, uh, our players' heads every time they go into a match. It's just a very frustrating team to play. Um, and you see a lot of the DNA of, um, you know, Daryl Sutter over the past few years really ingrained into how they've played over the years. Now, Sutter's obviously not here anymore, so that'll be interesting to see how Calgary does this year. But let's talk about the Flames lineup because it's kind of a weird mishmash of names that you're familiar with and then some guys that you probably haven't heard that much about. First line the Jets are going to be facing is Huberto, Lindholm, and Dubé. Uh, Lindholm and Huberto at one point were very good players. Now they're just solid. I wouldn't say that they're amazing, but in terms of, you know, an okay, like middle six line, I would say, I think this is probably like a, a comfortable second line rather than what the Jets are going to be icing with like Shifley, Connor, and Velarde. I think that trio for the Flames is not so great. The second line is a little more interesting to me. Uh, Igor Sharangovich, Nazem Kadri, and Matt Coronado. We know that uh, Sharangovich and Kadri are obviously very skilled. Kadri has always been a little bit underappreciated, but because he occasionally lost his mind and, you know, uh, decapitated some players, it, it did kind of end up with him, you know, perhaps not really getting a chance to stay in the lineup. Uh, unfortunately, facing a few you know, suspensions and stuff. If he would just stop trying to knee everybody, uh, you know, obviously I think he would have had perhaps a more illustrious career, but unfortunately because of his habit of trying to kill everyone on the ice, you know how it goes. Uh, but you know what, over the years, it seems like he's kind of changed his focus. I feel like sort of like how Tom Wilson maybe had a little bit of a redemption arc. Kadri has definitely slowed down on the, I want to kill everyone on the ice and go for dirty hits and really focus more on the skill side of his game, which is where he really shines. He's a super creative player. We know that he is a bonafide scorer, and that's really what I think his game should be focused on. 
Coronado is a guy who kind of showed really well in preseason and camp and uh, somehow really earned his way onto this lineup. I don't even know, you know, how he projects at the NHL level, especially with this Flames team. But in terms of forechecking ability and, and, you know, a bit of an absolute pest in the games where he played against the Jets in preseason, it'll be interesting to see him in full season action against some of Winnipeg's more top line players. The bottom six is Mangiapani, Backlund, Coleman, followed by Greer, Ruzicka, and Dewar. Interesting group. Um, I like Coleman and Bachland a lot. Mangiapane, I also think, is very skilled. The fourth line is definitely a fourth line that exists. To me, when I look at this forward grouping, the Jets have depth and matchups that can easily exceed anything Calgary puts out there at almost every level. The third line might be the one that gives the Jets a bit of a fit because Manjupani, Backland, and Coleman are a very good trio, and I expect them to give the Jets uh, some real troubles here. But overall, I look at this lineup, and I think the Jets very much have a good chance of coming out with Game 1 uh, on the winning side of the sheet. Calgary's defense is pretty decent, though. Hannafin and Anderson anchor the first pair. Zadorov, Uyghur uh, are on the second pair. And Esterly and Tanev are on the third pair. So perhaps not the deepest defense, but one that should be pretty decent, very physical, and will give the Jets a, uh, a bit of a tough time, right? Especially on like zone entry denials. I think there's, uh, you know, their defensive specialists and guys like Uyghur, Zadorov, and Tanev will give the Jets a bit of a tough time, but I think for what Winnipeg is going to have offensively, I think the Jets have enough to win the day. When you're putting out, you know, lineups like Connor, Shifley, and Velarde, Ehlers, Perfetti, and Niederreiter as your top six, and then, you know, a bottom six where you've got Baron, Kupari, and Nemesnikov as your fourth line, you're probably doing pretty well. Ehlers does sound like he'll be ready for the start of the game. That should be super exciting. Uh, we have missed him dearly. I know the next spasms were a bit of a problem, and I'm hoping that that's not an issue going forward. So something to keep an eye on. But I feel like this is a really good way to kick off the season and hopefully debut um, in regular NHL season action, the LA Kings boys. These guys have a real chance to make a real big statement. I think Villardi in particular should be able to stamp his identity on this game very early. I think he'll have at least a point or two in this one. Uh, I follow I'm hoping can score uh, sometime this season. I'm not really asking him to have a big game in this one, but if he can help Lowry and Appleton win the matchup against, you know, Mangiapani, Backland, and... Um, Gosh, I'm already forgetting who's on that wing. But let's just say I, I think the Jets have a really favorable group, right? This is a, a pretty strong forward grouping. I think the lineups are going to give Calgary a bit of a tough time. Like I said, you know, I think the Jets have better matchups, better depth, and better scoring ability, which is something that should give Winnipeg an advantage. Supposing that the Flames don't try to kill kill us and decapitate us first. Uh, we know that Calgary has gone headhunting against the Jets before. Perfetti always seems to be the one who gets a lot of the attention. So we'll see if, you know, there are even some fisticuffs early in this game. I would put some money on having Lowry fight somebody in the first period. It just feels like this is the kind of game where we're going to see that. I think, you know, everyone's going to be anxious to make a statement, really come out of the season swinging, pun intended. And uh, you know what? It, it should be a fun, you know, explosive action-oriented game. These two franchises have really come to hate each other over the past few years. I think, you know, the past three to four seasons in particular, things have gotten really, really heated. So 
let's hope that the Jets come out unscathed, relatively speaking, and score some sick goals. Now, of course, you know, on defense, the Jets will be rolling Morrissey and DeMello, Sandberg and Pionk, and Dylan and Schmidt. So I think this is a capable enough core. It's maybe not the most ideal grouping, but you know what? Uh, I'm hoping that the Jets can get away with it, at least for the time being, until they perhaps make a move of some sort. But until then, the Jets have a strong roster. Let's hope that it's enough to get them through to the victory in this one. Now, like I said earlier, I also wanted to talk about some fan feedback. It's something that I've been putting off thanks to the Jets constantly bombarding us with rather major developments, but I, I started a few polls before I started recording, and I have a few early responses already, and I'll also give my own thoughts on these and how I would vote myself. Before we get into that, though, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Game Time. When it comes to buying tickets, we all know that buying tickets to sporting events or concerts or anything like that, it's always a pain. It's expensive. And you know what? You might not always know what you're actually getting into. There are plenty of scams out there or even deceptive sites that don't really tell you where you're sitting. Game Time is here to cut through all the noise and give you the exact seats you want with the best prices in mind. They take all of the guesswork out of buying tickets, and they also offer killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and so much more. If you are, you know, one of those kinds of people who's comfortable doing last-minute ticket deals, Game Time helps connect you to those who are trying to get rid of their tickets at the best prices for the hottest events. And Game Time also has plenty of zone deals, flash deals. And of course, like I said, they'll show you where you're actually sitting in the venue so you know what kind of view you're getting. Last thing you want to do is buy a ticket and have a giant column blocking your view of the hockey game. If you're ready to get started with game time, this is a great way to uh, you know download the app and get in on the action right now. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and be sure to use promo code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL. That's L-O-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you for joining us in tonight's episode as we talk about um, some, some early poll results from Jets fans, sounding off on how they're feeling about things. Obviously, Winnipeg is uh, in an interesting spot right now, and what more craziness could they possibly have for us in store after dropping the Shifley and Hellebuck extension bombshells out of pretty much nowhere? I think that caught us all off guard yesterday. I don't think any of us were expecting it. And now we have the start of the regular season just about here. Wow, man, you couldn't really ask for a more interesting start to Winnipeg season after an already pretty crazy offseason, if I'm being honest. Now, the first question I asked is a, a very easy one. How do you feel about the upcoming season? Um, I gave four choices, excited, somewhat excited, somewhat unexcited, and unexcited. Unsurprisingly, with about 25 votes, most people either chose excited or somewhat excited. I, I would say about half have chosen somewhat excited, and um, that's kind of where I'm at, right? I think if I were to say I was really excited, perhaps not. I think last year's first season under Bones was good, right? Overall, I think it was good. Um in the grand scheme of things, I think there were some things in the margins where I wasn't as thrilled, but on the whole, the results were a step forward for the Jets, even if at some point it did kind of start to fall apart towards the end. But this year with Shifley and Hellebuck locked up, 
with Velarde, Ayafalo, and Kupari, who are big upgrades for this team, all in tow. I I kind of have expectations for the Jets. I got to be honest. I think this team has something to start cooking to be a really good team this year. Now, I do think that they need to make some acquisitions, more so for the defense. Um, and by acquisitions, honestly, if they just got rid of some of the contracts that are currently clogging the blue line and promoted internally, maybe acquired one top young D somehow using some of the assets that they've got, you know what? Maybe this team might actually be better faster than we all thought. This Jets team has a lot of pieces that they're starting to pull together to form the future core, but they're not abandoning the present either. And with that in mind, you know, I think I'm I'm somewhat excited for the season because I, I think that there's real opportunity for the Jets to make noise. I think the Central Division is not going to be nearly as good as, as it's been in the past. And uh, this is a real chance for the Jets to kind of show why at one point they were considered one of the top young teams in the NHL. That time has kind of come and gone. It's it's not here anymore. I think we all know that, you know, ever since 2017, 2018, Winnipeg kind of made its made its bed and, and sort of lay in it, and it wasn't the most comfortable bed, if we're being honest. But at least, you know what, we're, we're getting Jets hockey back. I think this season promises to be a lot more exciting. And based on what we're seeing and hearing from the team so far, the vibes are good. So I'm excited for it. I'm hoping that you are too. And uh, of course, that wasn't the only poll question I asked. I had a few others. Following up on that one, I, I kind of just wanted to know how people felt about the Shifley and Hellebuck deals. And I, you know, I've only had a few responses from it so far, but I basically said, do you like it? Do you not like it? Or are you unsure? And we have kind of a split vote. Most people are either yes or unsure. And for me, I kind of feel like I'm more in the unsure camp, um, more so because of the implications long term. Uh, the, the main thing with the Shifley and Hellebuck deals is that in and of themselves, if the question was just about the contracts, I do like them. I think that they're pretty good value, and I think they time well with the cap rising and with how the Jets core is likely to take shape over the next few years. Where I kind of have the unsureness and uncertainty in is is kind of looking at, you know, um, Winnipeg's approach, right? How are they going to build the team philosophically? Because going forwards, they suddenly have to be all in. I mean, there's no chance for them to really think about a rebuild now that they've got their two core players locked up with a bunch of young talent on the way. You know, gone are the days where the Jets are going to be scrapping for, you know, a top 10 pick. At this point, they're going all in. And if they're not committed to it, and if they don't build around it the way that they should, and I know that they can, the, the the whole contracts and the point of why you sign these contracts goes goes to waste, right? You have to make the most of this core while you still have it. And now that it's locked up for the next several years and you're getting at least three to four years of very good performance from Shifley and Hellebuck, you, you got to start thinking about how to acquire new players, how to make this team a real threat. And that's why I'm sort of like unsure about the deals because it, it would require the front office to do stuff that it really hasn't done before. The Dubois trade was not unprecedented. The Jets have done similar stuff like that in previous years. But the Shifley and Hellebuck deals, that we've never seen with like from them before. We don't really see them ever extend top talent like this. We don't see them pay a lot of money for both players like that. We don't see them, you know, announce huge extensions like that together, you know, not even mentioning the fact that they're matching contracts. So a lot to consider. And one thing that came out of all of this is that apparently, 
you know, both Shifley and Hellebuck did agree to perhaps take a slightly lower salary compared to what they could get on the open market um, with the knowledge that the Jets are going to use the extra cap space to build a contender around them. Now, my honest take is that that might not actually be what happened. I think both Shifley and Hellebuck found out the market maybe wasn't as great for their services as they were hoping, and the Jets gave them a good offer that they really couldn't turn down. But hey, you know what? However you want to spin and sell the narrative, I honestly don't care just as long as it ends with a Stanley Cup. I'd be curious to know how you feel about these two questions, though. You know, are you excited for the season? What do you think of the Shifley and Hellebuck deals? So a lot of you have already been leaving comments um, in the previous video, so thank you. I've responded to a few of them. I've been reading them. A lot of you have some very interesting assessments of these deals, and I'm sure we're going to keep getting lots and lots of responses over the next few weeks because this was definitely one of the biggest surprises and one of the biggest events of the Jets season, and the season hasn't even started yet. So uh, a lot to consider there, but we have a few more questions to dive into before we get ahead of ourselves. Now, before we get into those questions, I did want to shout out our friends and partners at FanDuel. Step into NFL action this season right now with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And for those of you who have followed the NFL this year, you know that it's been a very chaotic season. So, you know, maybe you haven't always gotten the, the right call or the right team. Maybe you thought the Baltimore Ravens weren't going to implode in Pittsburgh. You found out the hard way that it wasn't really the case. Maybe you're a Vikes fan who keeps being tortured by Kirk Cousins and whatever the Vikes do. No matter who you root for, though, and who you're placing bets on, FanDuel wants to give you, you know, a few extra shots downfield, a bit of a Hail Mary, if you will. And with, you know, the extra $200 in bonus bets, there's never been an easier time to get in on the action than now. The app is also super easy to use and lets you cast bets on everything from spreads to player props over unders and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you so much for joining us in tonight's episode as we talk about a, a few lingering questions for the Jets. Obviously, we had some fan uh, fan like choices and polls that I wanted to get a sense of, you know, how people are feeling about the upcoming season and how they feel about the, the, the direction of the team. So first question I asked, you know, was, um, or at least for the second part is, you know, what would you grade Winnipeg's offseason? And I gave four choices, A, B, C, or D. Now, based on like 10 or so votes, most people gave the team a B. And I think that's kind of fair. I think the Jets took care of most of the business that they needed to. They answered the Shifley and Hellebuck questions with relatively good value deals. Um, maybe not the most ideal term, but you know what? By the time the contracts are getting late, who even cares at that point? The cap's going to be higher. The Jets are going to be in a different stage. And my guess is they could probably be moved at some point if the Jets were willing to pay up. But in terms of uh, like the the core being locked up and under team control, this is probably about as good of a, a shot here as you could ask for. And then, of course, you know, with the Dubois trade, Winnipeg had its back against the wall and somehow actually improved the team in my mind. I think all of the new depth additions that they got and the addition of uh, Villardi, who I think is very underrated and will become a fan favorite here pretty soon, is awesome. I think Gabriel does all of the stuff that, you know, I wish Dubois did. 
And honestly, Velarde might end up even being a better player. So we'll see how that all pans out. But I'm going to say I agree with a B. I think that's pretty fair. I think the one thing the Jets really didn't do was do anything with the defense, partly because Heinola got injured, but also because they have their hands tied with some very big D contracts. And it's not like they're going to you know, not do anything at all with that. Maybe they make a move at some point in the near future. I don't know. I'm not in the front office, so we can only speculate. But I have to imagine that they're looking at the cap space, looking at the lack of flexibility, and thinking to themselves how they can afford a little bit extra fun once the trade deadline comes around. But for now, let's give it a B. I think that's a pretty fair uh, rating for the offseason. Give me your ratings in the comments below or at my social medias or uh, at HL Living Loco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets on Twitter. Now, uh, my fourth question that I had for the evening was, where do you think the Jets will finish in the Central? Most people said um, third, right? Uh, a few said fourth or worse, and a couple of people said first. For some reason, no one said second, which is interesting. I would say between second and third is where I'd have them. I think the Jets are primed for a pretty good season this year. Uh, maybe not enough to supplant the Dallas Stars or the Avs in the very top rung of the Central, but I think Winnipeg's going to come close. And there's a chance that if Winnipeg has that good of a season, maybe they actually do push for the top. We know that the Avs had a really bad injury crisis and some uh, post-cup hangover over the past season or two. Maybe they still have that funk once they roll into this season. I'm doubtful that that's the case, but you never know. Things can sometimes linger. And after all of the stuff that the that the Abs have done and you know how much they've accomplished, I think they could be forgiven for maybe having a couple of years where they, they struggle to gain consistency. They have some rough patches and uh, perhaps they even acquire a few young talents for the future rather than the present. But I think the Jets could honestly do pretty well this year. I think the Central is going to be wide open at the top. I think Winnipeg should very much stake its claim, and I think they will comfortably make the playoffs. That I, I feel very firmly in. I think that this team is quite honestly going to be pretty good. I think they'll have off nights you know, here and there, but I'm still excited about this team. And if you want some validation, Jay Fresh's models apparently love the Jets, thinking that they might even be President's Trophy contenders. So, Keep that one in the back of your mind when we're looking at this upcoming season. Last question I asked, uh, you know, are, are the Jets moving in the right direction? Yes, no, or unsure? And here's an interesting one, because half of the respondents said they're not sure. And I think for me, I might actually choose no. Um, and it's not because I think the Jets are doing the wrong thing. I think for what they want to do and how they want to do it, they're doing the right thing. I think... You know, they're they're kind of going all in, they're kind of cashing in their chips, and I think they're making moves to really compete this year. Whether I think that's the best move long term, I, I don't know if that's necessarily how I would do it. It really depends on how the Jets approach, you know, team building and filling in the gaps, because Winnipeg has a very, very, very good foundation to build on. With a couple of tweaks, it could become you know, more than just a good foundation into a really great team. And that's where I think the Jets have kind of traditionally maybe missed the mark a bit, but there's a chance to kind of redeem everything and have a big uh, season this year where they maybe make some trades, they might make some acquisitions, and they really put this team in the best position it's been in in years to actually make a heck of a run for it. So we'll see how it goes. Um, but you know what? Like I, I say no in terms of the direction of the team, but that's not because I hate it or anything. I just feel like I was kind of thinking more towards the future. This is very much a present oriented thing. And with Winnipeg being a team that kind of relies on like butts and seats, 
I I get it. So I understand it. I may not always agree with some of the moves, but I, I understand it. And for what the Jets want to do, yes, they're doing the right stuff so far. Let me know how you feel about the direction of the team. Do you agree with it? Do you kind of take more of my perspective where you're thinking more about the future and sort of wondering about it? Drop your thoughts in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's show, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Uh, tomorrow night, we'll probably have some early recaps from the game against Calgary, and hopefully we talk about the beginnings of a victory. But like I said, for tonight's show, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day every day. We'll see you back here tomorrow, and as always, go Jets, go!